Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to this EM360 podcast. My name is Max Curtin, Editor-in-Chief here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to be exploring the benefits and effective implementation strategies of AI for omni-channel customer engagement in customer service. Now, when we're talking about this particular area, it's important to note that obviously the omni-channel approach is becoming increasingly more important for all organizations as they deal with the ever-increasing demand from consumers on a customer engagement level. However, omni-channel in customer care is not just about being on every channel. It requires all channels to make one seamless unified brand experience. So organizations can look to AI to help streamline this process, but they need to remember that AI is only a tool and not a standalone solution that can compensate for a poor or non-existent omni-channel customer experience strategy. Now, organizations need to make sure they are implementing AI as a supporting part of a sound customer service strategy across channels and make sure they are focusing on all aspects of their omni-channel strategy. Now, joining me this week, I have Tobias Lehman, who is the co-founder and CTO at Parlamind, and I have a very special guest helping me to introduce him. Hi, this is the personal assistant of Tobias, co-founder and CTO of Parlamind. I just want to let you know that he's happy to be part of your podcast and to have the chance to talk about omni-channel customer engagement with the help of artificial intelligence. I'll now hand over the call to let him talking to you. Thanks again and talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, Max. This is Tobias speaking. Hello from Berlin. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's a pleasure. And uh, I love that we got a special introduction. You are the first podcast guest to be introduced by an AI robot. So that's an achievement. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of that. I have to admit this was a recording and I just wanted to give you an uh, idea of um, how our voice bot sounds. And yeah, I hope that was a bit of fun and gives us a short introduction of our topic today, right? Definitely. And it's an interesting topic that we're going to be focusing on because there's a lot of key areas to this and it's a lot of things that organizations are coming to focus on. I think having that educational message is going to be important. So if we start by looking at what are the key issues are we seeing in an omni-channel strategy that doesn't implement AI? When I look at the omnichannel landscape today in customer care today, um, I think we can uh, see the businesses facing three major challenges. The first is we, of course, have a high volume of repetitive tasks. So in general, we are talking about relatively simple but time-consuming processes and tasks that tend to bind a large amount of human resources. And the second issue is the issue of availability. And customers expect customer service teams being available around the clock 24-7 to provide information and services that help to solve their problem. And lastly, there's the challenge of the first contact resolution time. Today, a lot of times users contact their customer service multiple times using different channels. So they have many delays before their issue is actually solved. Of course, this usually results in frustration, low customer satisfaction, and overall bad customer journey. So there's some interesting challenges raised there, but if we kind of break down each section, let's say, so each individual part of uh, really delivering the customer experience, what are the individual challenges of chats, email, and voice? Let me start with email channel. 
as it is still the channel that is used the most by end customers. And when we talk about email, the first challenge is to think about how to structureize your inbound email traffic. Do you have different teams or agents with different skill sets? Or do you have SLAs that uh, apply for certain requests or customers? And when it comes to answering those requests, we have the situation that is usually very hard to apply standards for things like wording and answers in general. Additionally, in this context, finding and training new agents often turns out to be a real challenge too. So in chat, we have the situation that agents are, of course, limited to the number of chats they can process in parallel. And it takes usually much more time to solve a request because within a chat-like conversation, you do have a lot of back and forth, of course. And using AI could help scaling this amount of chats in parallel. Basically, there is no limit on how many chats you can process when you use AI. Even if you don't want to have the chatbot answering all of your topics automatically, it could be very useful to pre-qualify the end customer. For example, when it comes to, is he a valid customer or is he authorized to ask for this change of data and also to find out what's the reason of the chat, what's the intent of the end customer. So with this information, the customer could, for example, route it to the right person in your service team or get the right answer from the chatbot right away. So the chatbot always follows your communication rules and is um, available 24-7. When we talk about voice channel, it's basically very similar to chat, but it has a big additional um, challenge on top. As you know, humans are very sensitive about detecting moods as well as the dynamic and flow of a conversation. So basically, you could say that even though bots will uh, get the job done, it just might not feel well. So this does also apply to chat to some extent, but it is even more important with voice as you have to meet several additional requirements on the technical level. That is why in our experience, it usually makes sense to combine bots and agents. For example, using voice bots to pre-qualify or to authenticate your end customers and to find out what they actually want and answer even like simple FAQ questions and then forward to an agent with a protocol of the conversation. So this helps the agent to save time and to be more efficient. And in the end, I think no matter which channel we are talking about, there should be always a clear understanding about the use cases you have in your customer service and which processes have to be triggered in your backend systems to solve your end customer's requests as fast as possible. Yes, I definitely agree with that. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day, having that speed and efficiency. And I like what you're saying about having the combined front of chat and bot and, and sorry, the bot and agent uh, interaction. I think that is important. And an interesting point that you brought up on, on all three of those issues was obviously AI, which we mentioned in the introduction. So it's a useful tool that has to support a sound strategy. That was the key point I was trying to drive home in the introduction because there's no point having AI if there's nothing to support it. So from your perspective, what factors does an organization need to look at when they're considering AI for their customer service? 
I think every organization should be able to create a clear picture of the internal uh, customer care processes. Now, once there is a clear idea of how these processes look, you can easily identify the individual potential of AI-based solution. So what we usually do is when we talk to customers, we look at the use cases that they are solving in their daily work. We try to find out if there's are potential use cases for full automation, like fully automated responses, or for example, for FAQs, like very simple question answer things, like how can I change my password or can I pay with PayPal or things like that. And Another uh, typical category when it comes um, to the use cases is asking for a status like, where's my package? And which those requests can, of course, be fully automated, but you need to connect to several backend systems yeah? or the AI system needs to be connected to those systems. So means you also, as an organization, you need to have a clear understanding of how your internal IT landscape looks like. So is it actually possible to deliver the needed data immediately on time? Another interesting use case, for example, is like changing of customer data, like, for example, a delivery address. In this case, it is um, mandatory to have access, as mentioned already, to the backend CRM system, yeah, in this case, with very low latency. So in general, you can say that it's mandatory to know your existing IT landscape and your internal processes. And from my experience, most of the use cases that occur in customer service teams can be solved with the help of AI-based systems much more efficiently and sometimes even automatically. And it's all a matter or the, it's a matter of how your internal systems connect with each other and if it's possible to retrieve the needed data during processing those requests. That's a lot of factors for an organization to kind of consider and weigh in on, which I 100% agree with you. They're all very important aspects that the company really needs to be looking at to make sure that this AI-based model is right for them. But when we talk about this, obviously, implementation could be an issue for a lot of companies, especially when we're looking at different systems, even if there's legacy systems or just general structure of the business. So if we could talk about the technical requirements, what are the technical requirements for a smooth implementation process? Very generally speaking, AI-based systems, they of course, need access to the organization system that collects and processes the conversations, right? So for email, that would be like a ticketing system, Zendesk, Freshdesk, or just an email inbox. A chatbot, for example, requires a chat system. And when implementing a voice-based solution, you need a phone system. So in general, it's very hard to give a precise answer to your question because it depends on the individual IT landscape and, of course, the use cases to solve. So in case the existing environment is very fragmented, I recommend to roll out AI systems step by step. So with this approach, you can decide individually which integration um, has to be developed to solve your use case and which can be skipped or shifted to later to use case in the future. And you get some sort of ramp up phase where you already uh, collect results, results while you are um, still implementing more and more use cases. 
I think you're right. It, it it is a hard question to answer. So sorry I threw that at you, but it's it it's important to kind of ask because it kind of gets organizations to think about our previous question of what do I need to understand before I implement this? And you're 100 percent right. Am I dealing with voice? Am I dealing with chat? How can this effectively work? And you need a clear understanding of of your IT landscape, yeah, and and how your systems are connecting with each other, and um, how your agents are solving the current problems in the daily work. Yeah, what do they do? And at the end, does AI system need to, to be able to do? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree, and I think that's an important thing to take note of. And another element when we're talking about implementation, because I want to kind of focus on this implementation setup ideal because I, I think it's an important element for businesses to take away and another factor whenever we're talking about AI is data it's a huge factor in all of this so how is the data utilized and how long does it take for the AI to support customer service so data is of course one of the most important factors in in this area yeah but in this regard it's also kind of difficult yeah to give like a generic answer. It is highly dependent on the quality of the data and on the contact reasons and again on the use cases. So I think we can look at two scenarios here. The first one would be possible to deliver a, like a pre-trained AI system with an out-of-the-box knowledge. In that case, the AI can be fully operational from day one, but it wouldn't be as accurate as it could be, of course, because it just comes with the general knowledge. But you don't need a lot of data to get it running. But in the second scenario, the AI comes untrained or is ready to be trained. So you're organization's domain needs to be specified and trained first to get the AI running. And this means we usually have a multi-stage phase where the data is used for training while the results are continuously optimized. So that's the part where the machine is actually learning of which of course can take some time and but it will learn on your real data yeah? and it will be at the end much more accurate. So if we assume optimal conditions with, for example, a sufficient volume of suitable data describing your domain or uh, your, your area, mostly flexible system landscape with um, APIs available. The first automations uh, from, from our experience can go live after a couple of weeks already. Once the machine is fully trained, it makes it very easy to adapt and to support other channels as well. That's very interesting from an implementation standpoint because both options are good. And as you say, if it can kind of have that good clean data, which is what everyone's always searching for, then it seems like it can implement a, a good strategy quite quickly. So that's that's good to hear. You mentioned it previously when you were saying about understanding the IT landscape, and that is obviously very important. And I feel like that will relate nicely to when we're talking about scaling because a scaling process within organizations can be very difficult and a hard thing to kind of implement. So my first kind of question is how easily can existing AI supported channels be supplemented with others? 
of course, you can start individual with each channel. Yeah, and if you ask what channel to start first, there, I think there isn't really a right answer to this. Um, I think depending on the individual aspects of an organization, anyone could be the best. It's always a matter of uh, use case, what you want to automate, and do you have an area where you want to have the system assisting your agents? Huh? So from what we've learned is that channels are usually placed one after the other. So we usually advise organizations to do this step by step. So the reason for this is that once the training results are generated in one of the channels, they can easily flow into the learning process of the next channel. That means that you can reuse the generated training information to really benefit from the potential of an omni-channel solution. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And it is the best kind of approach when you're doing that kind of scaling and building that perfect omni-channel solution. So I guess that kind of leads me up to my uh, my final question here. In regards to what we've been looking at, I think it's important to ask from your perspective, what does the future look like for AI benefiting customer engagement? And also, is there a way that companies can kind of work together to further the development of the customer experience? At Parlament here, we deeply believe in customer service um, for the future to be more than just about efficiency. For us, it's more about adding actual value to the data itself in order to deliver the best possible experience to customer service teams as well as to the end customers. So therefore, I think it's necessary to explore the possibilities of automating workflows even further. For us, workflow automation is one of the most interesting topics in the future. And that's also the reason why we decided last year to join a group of tech companies that enabling us to provide full service cloud-based solutions from a single source for more quality and efficiency in communication. That's always good to hear that people can work together to provide a better solution because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, making more quality and, and more efficiency. So Tobias, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and providing your insights and all of this. It really has been fantastic uh, learning from you about this. Thank you very much, Max, for having me and talk to you soon. Definitely, definitely. And thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened to this podcast. If you want to find out more about what we discussed today, make sure you do go check out parlamind.com. Also, if you want to find out more from this podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting fix from. We'll be back once again with another podcast. Thank you again to Tobias and, of course, the Parlamind bot, and we'll see you all soon. listening to the EM360 podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.